Welcome to the Poly Muse Lifestyle Brand Shopping Network. It's an experience where we take a deep dive. Sometimes we don't come back up. Check it out, ladies and folks. It's the episode nobody asked for. Are you feeling scarred? <laughs> so are we. Like, share, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Welcome to Poly Muse. Wow, it's the episode that nobody requested but us. The Scars on Broadway Deep Cut Deep Dive Experience. Yes, I am the cuz. This is the cuz. I'm Michael. What's up? My name is Ben. And today we've uh, just about wrapped up System of a Down, but we are tackling a little side just project. About. Taking a little tour down Broadway. Almost wrapped it tighter than a drum. A drum. Skin on a drum. There's a there's something in there. But there's a few more loose ends, basically, so it's not all the way tightened. Quite a few loose ends here. How many albums did Darren say that he wrote? You've got some kind of quote on that? Yeah, he said he could write several. I, I don't know if it was 40 or 50 different. 50 albums. Something. Something. Different tracks, I think it was. But yeah, just lots. 50 tracks. <laughs> several different albums. You know. They're on track for another one here. He said it'd be less time between the second and third than it was for the first and second, but we'll get into that timeline as well. So we should be expecting one, I would think, here maybe in 2023. Oh, really? Yeah. He's still making music? Still making music, man. Okay. So here, we are going to tackle the original self-titled album of Scars on Broadway. Scars on Broadway. After System of Down released Mesmerize and Hypnotize in 2005, amid turmoil and creative differences in the group, Darren Malakian wanted to release music centered around his writing while Serge was working on his own solo projects. Right, as if the rest of the records were not centered around his writing. <laughs> well, he grabbed the System of a Down drummer there, Mr. John, for his self-titled debut album, along with uh, Frankie Perez, who does uh, some of the guitar and vocals, Dominic Caffelli, who does bass, and Danny Shamoan, who does the uh, percussion or keys. I kind of put this album together. Now, Darren did stated that he has, here we go, 10 albums worth of material. But again, mm. that's just a rough, Give or take. rough range. And this is a much longer project. I think we're going to debate that tracks. concept. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the band would stay together or if he would have rotating members here. Okay. Frankie was a solo artist and part of a touring vocalist for a Finnish metal band called Apocalypse. Dominic was part of Pulse Ultra and now the Chronicles Israel. Danny is from Visa. So I do apologize. Some of these are um, international artists I'm not quite as familiar with. But he did grab a, a group here for the first album that was experienced to kind of bring his vision to life. Did you listen to this album when it was first released? July 29th of 2008? I absolutely did not listen to it. Were you aware of its release? I was definitely aware of its release. 2008, you say? Yes. 2008. I loved System. I loved Surge and System. I loved them both together. I loved that System had two vocalists. That's why it was cool, <laughs> is that they had two lead singers that could both write and both sing. I did not listen to this album. I <laughs> When Darren spun off into this, I, there were kids at my high school that were huge metal fans and huge System of a Down fans slipknot fans stuff a couple kids i knew in particular and i knew that they liked the album and that they had kind of taken it as the next system album right. basically i mean and i know Sur surge has like tons of solo albums and i feel like we're not going to cover them because there's so much 
he does so many different styles of music. He's got like film scores. He's got operatic music. He's got rock music, jazz music, experimental music, he's electronic its own, music. His own season, his own coverage we could do. <laughs> he's his own Yeah, beast. he'd be his own podcast. So we're doing yeah. this because it's kind of the next. And Darren wanted it to be, he wanted you to believe that this was the next chapter in Sode. Like if you're into Mesmerize, this is like the next piece. I'm not sure it quite, I didn't, I mean, it didn't, I don't know why it didn't grab me. I guess because I liked Surge so much yeah. and I didn't listen to his solo stuff either for whatever reason. I really did like that combo that combination of both of them and this darren i don't know i must have because now i just he sounds so snotty and so like <laughs> like he had a, the shot to do even greater and greater and greater things yeah and then on the re-listen it's just like he's getting a little too big for his for himself too fast type yep. of thing instead of like just writing it out and like continuing to learn stuff and so I must have gotten like why didn't I make the jump to where I'm like yeah like I want to know everything this guy says like it's not as soulful as Surge it's not as soulful as the system stuff yeah. and I must have had a hint of that in high school because I just didn't didn't dig this i must have known the hits and just been like eh whatever so i'm probably it was like one percent of how i feel about it now <laughs> which is that uh darren needs to chill yeah well how did you feel about it at the time you know i i didn't hear it for you know until we basically reviewed this in the full project i listened to a few songs here and there it's very difficult for me to kind of tackle artists when they go their separate ways from a, a collective kind of keep their side projects I don't think it's as hard for some folks that are, I don't want to say die hard, but just kind of listen to the to the music on repeat every day and kind of hang on the every everything the band does. I feel like we were so diverse early on and what we were right. listening to and different people that it just wasn't, we just didn't make the connection to jump always to a separate project right. by the same artist because we were already just listening to a little bit of everything. It's not like Sode was our only thing and then we needed that next you know record right i think i think that was so were you just not case. aware of it or did you hear some of the singles maybe or i probably heard some of the singles but nothing was particularly recognizable for me you know i was still looking through a lot of different online stuff at that point i was downloading mixtapes rap mixtapes at that point i was still grabbing stuff from the local library to burn it was so diverse for me that i mean i may have a copy of this burn somewhere that i may have never listened to but I was mm -hmm. just in so many different directions. If it didn't say System of a Down and it was that collective, then I wasn't necessarily looking for it, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> so what do you think now? What do, you, do you see this as kind of a next chapter after Mesmerize for how Darren has taken his whole direction of, which is kind of the same, similar direction? It's it's an interesting approach. I do know that he, he sat this down. Apparently this was straight up recorded back in like 2006 2007 obviously um, but he had this kind of ready to go right off the bat and just it didn't take long to put out after system was down was done you know it took him a while to get to the second album and i realized we're jumping ahead a touch here but obviously dictator didn't come out till much later in 2018 and there were some differences in that and them thinking about getting back together we can touch on that later but yeah i mean we could touch on it now it's barely a band right i mean <laughs> yes it's darren because he changed the name darren. to darren and and the scars on on broadway but scars which is you know scars on broadway was already darren like it was already right that's right. already synonymous 
And then it's like, no, 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 no. They have to know. They have to really, really. It's Darren and Darren featuring Darren with all Darren and no one else. Well, the thought is that it has potential to be unique if he um, accepted more creative input, I think, from others that he brought in as this revolving door of a band. Yeah, but if it's it was kind like of, that. Yeah, but it is the other way, right? Where he is, I this guess. is my vision, and it seems like I'm going to kind of recruit to that. I so. listened to both albums back to back. I mean, it sounds like system B-sides for the most part. A yeah. few of them could have been hit. I mean, our hits. Like, we'll get to them. There's some A's on here. And they're toward the second half of the album, for yeah. whatever reason, <laughs> that I would put on a system mixtape. Not the system mixtape, but if we were bringing like three discs to this deserted island. But some of the stuff is just like... Not a big fan. Unfinished. Well, it did chart in the top 60, at least, in nine different countries. It was 11th in Canada, 14th in Finland, 17th in the United States. Those are the high points. Two singles were They Say, which topped at number four in the UK, 15th in the US alt. So went somewhere. Uh, World Long Gone made it to the Canadian charts at number 88, but not a lot of heavy charting there. But you don't necessarily expect that from a kind of side solo project. Now, again, it's 17 tracks. It's less than 52 minutes. So some of these are kind of little capsules and we'll get to that in the reviews here they were mostly positive from entertainment weekly and billboard now metacritic.com which we go to for a lot of collection of of different criticisms and stuff like that gave it an 80 in a lot of different big criticisms of it rolling stone said it is cleverly barbed normality so take that for what it is cleverly what cleverly barbed normality (sighs) (laughs) stretch i think is that a compliment (laughs) <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. That's kind of how I feel about this, it's too. It's normal stuff, but it's clever. I don't think it's clever. I don't clever. think it's a jab, but I think it's, uh, That's it's, like, the, eh, it's a little sneaky. It's not. It's a little sneaky. It, well, here, how about this one? There's a couple sneakers, but there's a couple tweakers. <laughs> the tweakers are. Right. I'm trying to describe it. It's like, I know what they mean by that, and it's kind of how I feel about it, too, where it's like, he's trying to be offensive. He's trying to be clever, but then he's just so just over the top goofball with what he's saying that it's not it's just like whatever it's just like oh yeah okay it's just normal it's not like actually clever cleverly barbed not cleverly barbed normality it's but just there are normality. a couple <laughs> cleverly barbed normal there's a few the ones where he's actually singing about himself and he's putting like an actual twist on it are hilarious yeah and there's like two or three of those certainly we'll figure out which ones are which well my the rest of it eh, not quite <laughs> as cleverly barbed of a normality well my favorite uh the guardian said scars on broadway offers up the tastiest smorgasbord of bite-sized pop metal delicacies when referring to the short uh song run times a lot of them checking it under three minutes i really liked that and latched on to that Just particular do. comment now uh metacritic there's a, a fun review on here tanking it so we got mr adam you know we had a great review from entertainment weekly billboard okay from rolling stone which we had a disagreement and that fun with the guardian and then i go to metacritic and there's this fucker adam down here who gave it a three out of a hundred three pretty disappointing i wasn't expecting another soad album but this was a bit too alt rock for my liking Ooh, a little too alt rock for him. <laughs> Why would what you bother heck? logging in to say this album isn't I for mean, me we like the alt rock and he could just, just not log in and not say that. <laughs> Why? Why bother? <laughs> to give it so the rid- three that it deserves. It's so ridiculous. Pretty disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but the group was supposed to have a full tour and a Jimmy Kimmel Live performance to kind of kick it off there. 
it was canceled and the group pretty much almost immediately kind of went into suspense after the album release. Uh, they did a few live shows throughout the next couple years. That was about it, kind of after the release of the uh, debut album, at least. So not quite a band, not quite the illustrious takeoff into the sunset, maybe, that he had envisioned, where he thought he could just do it by himself and just have the full momentum. Like we said so many times in the System podcast, though, it's System was so cool because it was the four different guys' visions. It's like when the Beatles broke up, it's like they had some great songs, but it's more about how the different guys can all come together and make something crazy with, yeah. you know, as a collective. Well, of course, you had John Delmayan, at least for this debut project, the drummer. So half of the group is here. But if you listen to this particular project and was to go listen to something that uh, Serge put together, you can certainly see the influence of each when coming together for System of a Down and see the differences. So yes, it is very different to have the two lead creatives go their separate ways. Although Darren has repeatedly said that he did a lot of the writing for System of a Down, brought a lot to the table. You can see that, but it kind of seems like Surge was certainly the, you know, when you get a glass of water and then you put up a, a, a droplets or a packet of something to add the flavor. That was kind of what Surge was if Darren did all the writing and, and that kind of piece of it. Yeah. Darren didn't do all, all the writing. I know. That's yeah. what he has claimed. That's what right? he has claimed. Right. But Surge was that little flavor in the water that yes. made the, the glass system of a down. If you just do it by the Beatles, I mean, Darren is the John of the group and Surge might be the Paul. He's more goofy. He's more singing about different kinds of stuff. Darren definitely rips off John Lennon on this and thinks he is as, as bad as John Lennon. Like he thinks he can just make anybody angry that he wants to. Some of the vocal hooks definitely remind me of John. Some of the harmonies do. It's just his attitude. Like, he thinks he can just be... He can... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure it out. Because it's, it's... What does he want? That's a, he's like... He wants to tear down all politics, all religion. It's like, imagine there's no anything. I... Just yes. Darren in Hollywood... That's the problem. It's like, he's just a, okay, you're a dirty hippie. What? Sorry. But what is he? It's just little John Lennon-y. A lot of these songs where he's yeah. just like, I don't need religion and I don't need the government and I don't need my band and I don't need my fans and I don't need anything because it's like, okay, okay, Darren, you don't. You're great. All by yourself alone in bed. Perfect. I do have problems with some of the messaging as well as, well, what are we supporting then? So, but sometimes Money. that's that's not the part, all right? Sometimes you're just pulling everything down. Well, the album cover, I I don't have any real origin on the art or anything like that. It's kind of makes me think of Batman. Looks like some kind of Joker clown character in a purple trench coat. It does look really. It's a little bloody. It's got like Joker old school TV mm -hmm. in the background, kind of another television criticism. Correct. I mean, yeah. Let's yeah. we said it on a different episode. We can all get behind hating television. Podcasting is the one true art form that you should be paying attention to, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, tear tear down the TV. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind, kind of, of could be good. a little glossier, a little. It seems like something I could do, and we are D list designers right now, so we're working on that skill set. But that's not something we're great at, and I feel Speaking like we of could something that's D list. Let's uh, play a song here. We'll jump in and out. We'll come back to some more information about it. But let's get a record rolling. The first song on the track is 
serious Ooh. as in why so serious as in the joker we'll yeah. get some more background but we're gonna play the song because it's the way we do it on here that was a little too serious for me yeah what why is he so serious God. about this i don't know it's not a uh it's a fine opener i guess it's, it's punky nothing... it's loose it rocks yeah it, none of the writing on this again is complicated and i was really yes. stuck to the review i read of kind of little capsules as songs and each one being just a little a little hit, if you will. Uh, we just have a couple vores. If they Voruses, would be courses. better if they were shorter, though. That's the thing. <laughs> this is true. He repeats it too much. And that was a criticism of this album, actually. A lot of uh, repetitiveness. Which goes back to this whole point, and we may harp on this too much, of the artists, and in this particular case, who think they have all this material stacked up. Yeah. And there's not that much writing, it seems like. Yes. Finish I'll, one before you go and do 50. Yeah. And I'll, parts of it sound not in this particular song, but some stuff's a lot of system of a down, repeating chord progressions and repeating similar themes. And it's just, is there that much here? So just something to, to consider. But for this particular song. It has just enough writing on this. That's yeah. the thing. And we'll talk. We should probably say, so we'll give it our grade, and then we'll say like how much writing was really done here. <laughs> grade. Just enough, because there is a bridge uh, with no words. Yeah. Like, and then he just repeats the chorus again and again and again, which, you know, it doesn't really change. It doesn't really, it's not a progressive song. It's just a back and forth pop song. So, okay, so fine. So first, first up, so don't do it again. So letting, you know, you get yeah. one or a couple of those. He's got to get a little bit better moving forward, basically. Yeah. On the surface level, it's a song of like heartbreak. There's some religious undertones possibly that could actually mean it's a conflict of religion to my interpretation personally. You can take from it what you like, I suppose. The chorus is because you're too serious. You're going to make me delirious because you're too serious. And they're singing in this. He's like singing, like there's real. He sings singing a lot, and there's like a punk part and a disco part. Too repetitive. C minus. C minus. That's good. I like that. I I gave it a C. I'm gonna join you on the C minus as well, though. He should have written just some more parts. He does. We'll see him as we go again. But there are uh, where he's got really good instrumental breaks, really good versus it's just he wears it into the ground like he sets it up once and you're like okay but then he doesn't take it anywhere else and it's like oh that could have been just half as long of a song yeah let's try another one here's funny funny oh i have a i have a beat on this so this song's a little bit interesting i kind of like the intro funny how you turned red when i first said Let's join the dead. Mm. I kind of like the the drop in there with not as much instrumentation. There's a swastika line mm. in here. I think that really throws people off in their interpretation of the song because I, I think it's originally interpreted as a song talking about you know suicide and how much people are latching onto each other and reflection, that kind of thing. However, it probably ties back into how the band was named. In an interview with Guitar World, Darren stated the name of the band came from swastika-like symbols that are carved onto the light posts near the street that he lives called Broadway. Now, those poles are hundreds of years old, and the design has since been tied back to kind of a Greek design indicating good luck. They're not actually swastikas. Kind of a close design, though. But when he was talking about the design to a friend about how they resembled swastikas on Broadway. And that's how the friend said it, swastikas on Broadway. It resonated with 
Darren, who mentioned that it might be kind of a cool name, and he changed it to Scars on Broadway, which he felt would be a little bit more, you know, fitting. And he thought it sounded more cool and mysterious. And the scars, you know, the marks are like scars on the poles. So that's kind of where the name came from. And that's, I think, kind of a little bit more reference to the scarring and pieces on this particular song. Okay, that's a lot of information. There you go. That's it. That's all I got for this album. <laughs> Does it's that change your grade? <laughs> to the song, no. It's just a song. It just makes me a little more confused about what is true. It's like he's mad about, you know, totalitarianism, fascism, war, all that. He, But he, he's like trying to be the jester. He's trying to be the Slim Shady. He's trying to be like, oh, I can say it too. I can. I, I just don't. They're not peace songs. They're war songs, but they're not the same type of war songs where it's like a parody of war. He's more just like, this is the way it is. And oh my gosh. And doesn't it suck? And blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah what who is he's just like the joker he's like serious funny he's trying to be like you know it's all a joke why so serious isn't it all funny well and we got a lot of oh we got a lot more o's in this track than it seems like we do words at times Mm -hmm. we're gonna get some of the weird synth stuff starting here that we have throughout the whole album it's obnoxious and good i don't mind it sometimes it's just like it does not fit here i kind of think it's okay in this track but i just don't i don't know it's just weird just a weird song i think this one's very beatly the melody in this one sounds really beatly there's a part that sounds a lot like getting better from sergeant pepper just like the way they're writing the melodies and the way they're clicking stuff together and clicking the words together yeah you can tell he was listening to a lot of a lot of john and paul it's a d song i gave it a b minus i like the instruments that's exactly where i landed on the B minus. I I just don't know about the synths. I'm like, what if you drop those out? I mean, the song wouldn't be nearly what it is, but I'm like, could have you could you have done something different there? And he's always back vocaling himself now. We get a lot of that as yeah, well. Yeah, I know a ton of that. That's just weird. Get a get someone else to do vocals. It's just I don't know. It's really bizarre to leave a band where you clearly had a great vocal opposite, a duo. and then you're back vocaling yourself and all these tracks. It's just very weird. Very weird. Yeah. Now, an abstract, which is very hard to do, but standalone, it's, you know, certainly a different context, but it's just very, very strange. So B minus is for us on uh, Funny. Here's the next song coming up. It's called Exploding Reloading. Here we go. Let's explode it and then we'll reload it on the Polymuse Radio experience. Now, this is kind of like a capsule, I think, like okay. a little, little hitter. And this could be in reference to another soldiers are pawn and greater mm. people's wars type of deal they're mm. just being used and thrown away as far as context lyrically and out of that we get kind of this rolling crashing punk rock type hit that's that's cool it rolls it does roll there's weird like organ stabs and piano stabs and they switch up the rhythm a lot to really choppy, slappy rhythms, which I love from them. And they're doing that weird math rock thing where they're stabbing in like weird piano samples. Yeah, it's it's hard to, to place exactly. It almost sounds xylophony as well to me, but I, I attribute yeah. it to kind of the weird sounds they're adding in, whether it's synths or whether it's whatever they're adding in there. Mm-hmm. It's just a little weird. Again, I'm not sure if it fits this kind of track. Does it fit this track? It's a two minute 15 track. Way too long. <laughs> Way too long. It should be half as long. It could be. It could be a nice crushing 
minute 30. I'm serious. Like, it's only cool once. <laughs> it's another one that specifically mentions, you know, the genocide in, in Armenia and uh, the Turkish lies. It specifically mentions that. Uh, so yeah. that's the war piece that it mentions. But yeah, it could be shorter. I just, I give it a B minus again. C minus, dude. He's C minus. It's bad. You got to write something. I've heard the word suicide as a lyric in so many songs, and he's just like throwing it around so casually. And I get that. That's the problem with this stuff. And I get he's doing it on purpose. That he's just like, oh, genocide, suicide, just throwing it around. And he's been a piece of like five of these songs now is the problem. This is not the best one. No. (laughs) Is it goofball time? Is it genocide time? He doesn't care. He's just doing coke in his mansion, running around being, oh, who cares about anything? If there's any, it's, he's not, he's not these things. He thinks he feels like some of these things and he's, he's just high. You're just high there. And you're not, you're not all these people all at once, all at the same time. Well, you sound like a hater, Ben. Yeah, not to hate on a stoner, but <laughs> we'll go from a C minus song to another song. Here's Stoner Hate. <laughs> yeah, what riff is this? Is it Needles? Is it? I mean, it's one they've already done, isn't it? Yes, that's a, my notes say. Sounds very System of a Down. Two yeah. minutes of nonsense. <laughs> It's nonsense, but then he immediately cheats and does super califragilistic. I'm like, when I heard this. I couldn't believe that's what I was hearing. I said to myself, I was thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, don't, <laughs> no, oh, he's, okay, all right, well, he's he's doing it. It is rude, it is obnoxious. He's not as crazy as he thinks he is. He's it, sane in his craziness? That's the was, worst kind. If he was as crazy as he thought he was, he wouldn't be doing Disney lyrics. Methodical insanity. <laughs> It's just a goofball hour. Like, if he was crazy, it would be crazy, and then this would sound like a Serge Tankian album. If he was smart and political and smart, he'd be smart and political and smart, and then this would sound like a Serge Tankian album. Like, this just just snot. He's held together with snot and bile. <laughs> Jeez, so Pete's. Well, this is a... My God. This is a two-minute... Two minute song, yes, intense, intense there. Uh. You've got Disney lyrics. <laughs> then what do you got? I, yeah, no, he's making fun of me, making fun of him. Yeah, it's well. so meta. It's about him making fun of him, watching himself, look at himself, do what he needs to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's some kind of undertones to something. Because he's rude, obnoxious, with an intent to kill. Ooh, my God. Like, that's cute, Darren. You're cute, I guess. Like, do you want... California's been invaded by a hippie Who are you going to kill? Is it going to be cute? Is it going to be... you going to wear makeup <laughs> while you kill? You're such a killer, Darren. What did you, what did you give this? A C? A D? I wrote a C, but I, I'm going to go C-. minus. <laughs> you're not just gonna give it a D. I like him it's funny it's just it's if they were at the top of the game it would be one thing but this is him like trying to take all the marbles and do it you know what I mean if this was like their 10th <laughs> album the meets and the they meatball. could do no wrong and he was just like <laughs> I don't know the other stuff seems more story core the system stuff seems like another layer removed where they're talking about characters this seems like him 
just being a little bit like, let's talk about me, talking about me, talking about. But he doesn't go balls to the wall. It's not quite the Slim Shady hour where it's like him making fun of himself, making fun of himself. But we're almost there with some of this stuff. Well, I will give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C if you're giving it a C minus. Oh, you're going to, yeah, outvote me a little bit here. A little bit. I, you Bump know, it it's, o- it's okay. It's Bump all right. Bump him up a little. I wouldn't, I wouldn't chase it out if it hit my, uh, hit my ear holes. So our next track, track number five on the album is just insane it's called insane it's insane here we go and we have like no writing on this track (laughs) it's a long intro like a long intro and it's like a riff we've already heard right yeah that was Santa Monica Boulevard you know what I mean it's something like that already can I sing you the song so many ways to hide I see the trouble deep inside uh Run, baby, run. You'll see the things to overcome. Let's go insane again. Bring back the pain again. That's the whole song, baby. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. He wrote just enough. He's like, as soon as he got it to be like, click, 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 done, done. Doesn't matter. Don't rewrite it. Don't fix it. I like the drumming in this one. The drumming's good. The uh, extended The instrumental break is good. Yeah. He's that, good that at writing the song. breaks, but he's not great at writing. This is the one track that I think is okay with a little bit less because you stretch it into leaning, at least in my mind, on that instrumentation and kind of you're maybe you're going insane, but not in some of the songs where they're mashing words together and like your mind's like all a fuzzy scrapbook inside. It's kind of like you're your mind's going blank in its sanity and you're fading out. So I kind of like that aspect of it. I think it's a better song doing more with less. I kind of like that. C minus. <laughs> I gave it a B. I gave it a B, but I got to tell you, the instrumentation or the uh, the solo, our solo guitar here is doing a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, he really is. No, it brings it right back around. He's got a lot of tones. He does switch up the guitar tones a lot. He does switch up the moods a lot with it still being kind of like the same riffs and the same chord progressions and the same key over and over again. This one could have been doper. It could have been doper. They could have tweaked it around a little bit, finished it off. Yeah, I wish the 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 course something something could have been a little spicier. Just a touch spicier. It was close. I think it was close. As you give y'all your third C minus in a row. <laughs> We're getting closer. I there's A's on here. I don't hate this guy. He's cool, man. He's like he just tried to be like full-blown teen idol, and it wasn't a fully formed thing yet. Yeah, he dropped a massive project pretty soon after the band broke up here, and yeah. it's just, I don't know that this was, it should have been shorter. The whole the whole track list could have been tightened. Our next track, Kill Each Other, Live Forever. Kill Each Other. Oh, no, we got another one. We do? Did Long I miss one? gone. The oh, world, God. See, the look. The whole world is gone. We're just skipping. <laughs> the whole track is gone. So the whole track's gone. Here's World Long Gone, but the scar is on the, on the track. This is what I was singing today, this Dude, morning. This one's so good. <laughs> okay, he's good now. He's got old school menacing. It's like hair metal almost, like not quite, more like a Judas Priest riff or something like that. What do you think about World Long Gone? I was singing it this morning. I've, I've had it stuck in my head. Sometimes, well, I say sometimes, I go crazy like I'm crazy. It takes patience, lots of patience, then it's over fucking over See, that's the problem lyrics are terrible it's just enough to be it's like oh you, it sounds like lyrics but then if you look at it you're like wait a minute he rhymes crazy with crazy impatience with patient it's like just enough writing he's like oh, i got something it's done it fits we're done 
Yeah, it's. I think that alliteration, depending on what you're going for, is is okay. But I mean, mm. even as I was singing it this morning, as yeah, you were coming catchy. in for us to record this podcast, it is I didn't know what the damn words were. I was no, singing was. something else. Well, it could be anything. I had the yeah, I had the cadence yeah. right in my head. Yeah, right. I had the cadence right, so I was singing something else. I bet you could write better words <laughs> that also rhyme. That's <laughs> they, not just crazy, probably. crazy pastes business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now the chorus on here instrumentally, we get that more synthy, xylophony, whatever the fuck we're going for instrumentally mm-hmm. here. I do not think it fits on this song. Personally, it sounds like you're high in favor of it, but I don't know what the fuck is going on here. I think they should have pulled that part out. I do I not like, like it. it. It's different. It's like a megaphone sound and mm, like a weird different. like music box sound on the synth. Like a really tappy tappy like waltzy kind of dancey beat. Tappy, That's tappy. what saves this even more for me. Oh. You go from the you go from the like Judas Priest to the like waltzy thing. That's that's what I want from Darren. Yeah. It's not an A. It's not great because it's still repetitive. It gets crunchy at the end too. He actually doesn't just play the same riff exactly the same twice. Solid. I would put this on a uh, system playlist somewhere. Oh, not stop the best it. one. Not the biggest one. The B minus one. I would though. I like the different tones of it. It is some different tones. A B minus, huh? Yeah. That's what I gave it, and I, I just crushed the song. I'm saying if it was like, here's some some underground gems of system that you don't play to death. There's stuff way worse than this. I wouldn't put any of the stuff so far besides this on that playlist. I'm talking about if someone was like, what's the scars on Broadway? Maybe this one. Maybe. You know what I mean? Okay. Not the Holy Desert Island playlist, of course. No, that's untouchable. That's not what I meant. No. You were just disgusted by the more- I was. My nose curled up but yeah that was a so that's a little capsule there this is probably in the top 10 of scars on broadway on this Mm, okay 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 yes we that we can say (laughs) can we say it's not completely (laughs) awful and that you were singing it this morning i was singing it this morning (laughs) it was one of the ones that's not quite the horriblest ones (laughs) on the whole album it's not a horrible project it's just a non-exciting project and there's so much music in the world all right so we check should we tackle track are we on track eight no i'm still off now we're on kill each other oh my here we go we're not gonna live forever but go don't do any of these things just live normal here's the next song what do you think about this i think this is okay it's a fine song song about kind of how the uh, world goes on without us but we shouldn't kill each other but like but he is the one that kills anyone who wants to or something yeah i don't there's kind of a loss of of thoughts i don't i don't think all the uh the lyrics are so super cohesive in what the uh, actual messaging is and killing's bad but the world goes on without us and i don't know i couldn't quite figure out what was going on lyrically quite frankly we're repeated oh. to freaking death here they really do. Just enough writing to make you feel like it's a song without really looking at it. I yep. just I can't believe he thinks he doesn't need a co-writer. Like someone to come in and be like, oh, I'll write two and three more verses. You know what I mean? Just something else to put with it to make it not the same. They're like two-line verses, three-line, two-and-a-half lines. There's nothing to it. He's the one that's inside of your brain. He's the one that makes you feel the shame. Yep. Eh, super califragilistic. Like, it doesn't matter to him. <laughs> I like the singing. The chorus is good. Yeah, I, I like it when he sings and he's not back vocaling himself. Darren on Darren action over here. Truth. Is that where the B? Oh, you're giving this a B. <laughs> huh. For the I, Darren on Darren action. <laughs> That's your highest grade so far. 
That's there's right. an A. We're you, not. There's a whole. When you draw a B out, it looks like a Darren on a Darren. So that's okay. Songs. I give it a B minus. Uh huh. Okay. All right. I, the next one's not going to be an A. I'll tell you that. But it's called no. Babylon. Here we go. <laughs> this is a weird song. S for something. It is. It's long. It is. It has some story to it. A lot of story, so, Corey. Yes. Uh, Darren has discussed it was about his family in Iraq okay. sleeping on rooftops in the summertime when it was too hot to sleep inside. And That's other than fun. that, there's not a right of lot. And there's no fucking writing on this. No, there's, there's no fucking a writing lot of stuff, but no words and no actual like, yeah, writing or turn of phrase or marooned again. You were the one that threw me into life marooned again. You were the one that loomed from a satellite. I like the way we slept on rooftops in the summertime. If we were all marooned again, I'd give my soul to save you. And the second verse is a slight variation. We've got a lot of ooing and eyeing and babbling. If this was a system of a down song, it would be classic. Like, he just doesn't write enough. Like, he thought that this one was like, it is a progressive song where it doesn't just go back verse, yes. chorus, verse. It like progresses, you know, loud parts, quiet parts, it doesn't repeat parts. He thought this was like an ace in the hole, but there's not enough writing. If he had a co-writer, someone to do some more singing, to do some more words, to do some some kind of lead guitar or lead something else besides what he already came up with, you know, just some other little spice to the mix. This one should be, so should redo this one. If they do yes. an album, they should just take this chord progression and arrangement and then just rewrite it and make it a better song. I agree. There was just, this was one of the pieces that he had that could have been built out into a full-fleshed, unique Stars on Broadway staple song. It's got real I mean. meaningful relevance to him, as and you said. And he thinks it is, but it's not there. It's just you not can tell. Right there, you, yeah. He's like, this is the one. This is the staple. Unexciting. You're giving it a, I'm giving it a C+. Plus. Oh, I give it a C for crapolia. All right. Do we want to tackle a little nostalgia to kind of reset where we were here in 2008? Sure. Hit him with it. Okay. So 2008 was a big year. In music, big year, lots of big releases. I'm going to read off a few big ones, a few heavy hitters, and I got a few sneakers down here for you. You ready? Hit them with the sneakers. Your Smashing Pumpkins released American Gothic. We had album That's releases. A good little EP. Yeah, yeah, that was actually good. Adele released 19, of course, the major album there. Some of our fans, similar music to System here, like Bullet for My Valentine, uh, Scream, Aim, Fire. I listened to some of that. We got Nine Inch Nails, Ghost, one through six, seven. I can't read my Roman numerals. <laughs> P.O.D. released an album when Angels and Serpents Dance. Death Cab for Cutie, Narrow Stairs. Disturbed released Indestructible. I listened to a lot of that. Went and saw them on tour. Got the t-shirt. Did the thumbs up. Go team. Go team. Lil Wayne, the Carter 3. Dude, Genre three. switching here. Legendary the album. The best Carter. <laughs> the third best Carter. Finch released their self-titled album. That was a good Good album there. Yeah, Weezer Red album on there. Good mm -hmm. Weezer album. Oh, yeah. Very, very fertile period for Weezer. Dude, Weezer is... We got to do the Weezer cast someday. Weezer. I, we'll do them. I listened to a lot of Story of the Year. They released Black Swan. Black Swan. Slip not released All Hope is Gone. Hawthorne Heights, Bones. Fragile Future. I love me some Hawthorne Heights. I'm a massive Stained fan. That was that's my first email address. Dang. The Illusion of Progress was released. Albums. Yeah, awesome. They're they're back touring again. Katy Perry, one of the boys, OKP there, doing her thing. Thrice released uh, the Alchemy Index volumes three and four. Did you ever listen to Thrice? No, did you? I did. Was it good? I like Thrice. 
I also like um you never listened to a lot of trap, did you? Only through the just pain the came hit out. One that everybody knows. But I'm sure there's stuff. more good ones. Yeah. We'll do the trapped cast. Panic at the disco are released pretty odd. Great album there. Lady Antebellum hit the scene with their self titled album. Mariah Carey. I listened to a lot of Mariah Carey, man. E equals MC Scare Squared was released that year. And just so much. T.I., Paper Trail, Ludicrous, Theater of the Mind, Ludicrous. Rise Against, Appeal to Reason, Senses Fail, Life is Not a Waiting Room, Mudvayne, The New Game, Beyonce, I Am Sasha Fierce. Anything else stick out to you? Nickelback, Dark Horse. Oh, Chinese Democracy came out this year. Yeah. Guns N' go. Roses. The boys, dude. Love them. Love them. Lincoln Park, Road to Revolution, was also released. Check out our podcast episode for that. Uh, Demi Lovato released her debut album, Don't Forget. We won't. She's a big star now. I saw her live, too. You did? I did. It was a slow concert year. Wanted to go see something. I like her vocals. It's just some of the pop stars, you know, some of the music just doesn't... um, They have good voices, and they could write better songs. That makes sense. You know, and I feel like she's one of them. We have uh, Kanye West, 808s, and Heartbreak, Britney Spears, Circus, and I have a few special ones for you down here. Now, Clay Aiken, I think he won, was it the first American Idol or something like that? You might know better than me. On my way here, Jessica Simpson released Did You Know? Hey, there you go. Ashley Simpson released Bittersweet World. Hillary Duff (laughs) released a best of compilation. Wow. Just in case you needed them all. (laughs) I didn't know how many records she put out. So you can have them all in one place. Yeah. It's Scarlett Johansson, as in the actress. Mm -hmm. Anywhere I lay my head, she put out an album. I had no idea. I have not Mm -hmm. listened to it. I did not have the Uh, chance to, but she put out an album in 2008, in case you're wondering. That's wonderful i don't remember if she had hopped into her role as the uh black widow yet at that point right (laughs) Uh, i just thought that was crazy so many there's so many different celebrity albums crazy that we should cover for season four crazy stuff tv we had big shows breaking benjamin that's you not breaking benjamin breaking bad Put it in wrong. The Breaking show notes Benjamin's wrong. Breaking a show, too. No, it's a band. <laughs> I was going through the bands. <laughs> Breaking Bad, <laughs> True Blood, Sons of Anarchy, The Mentalist, Fringe, Leverage, all big shows that had started. 902 and 0 had a new season. So all big shows. The Real Housewives, those are huge reality shows. Several of those started as well in 2008, including the New York and Atlanta seasons. Now, movies. Oh, wait. Big movie buffs. As we are. Now, we had a lot of the parody movies, like Meet the Spartans, based on the uh, 300 movie, the disaster movie, and uh, stuff like that. And we also had, now, Slumdog Millionaire was big, like the British, biggest British independent film ever that particular year. We had Iron Man and the Hulk, that kind of helped set up the Marvel Universe there. That was the second Hulk, like the good one. The good Hulk. The good Hulk. The Dark Knight came out, number one grossing movie. Wonderful. Smashed all movie. kinds of records. Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar it's 2, Wale. We also had a bunch of other, like Indiana Jones came out to kind of reboot that franchise. James Bond, Quantum of Solace. Mamma Mia came out. Hancock with Will Smith. Did you ever see that where he's a superhero? Where he's a drunk with superhuman abilities and kind of turns into a superhero by the end of the, the film. So those are some of the uh, top films out. And it was just a big year for... For movies as well. Forgetting Sarah Marshall was big in comedies. We had movies like uh, The Strangers and The Happening entering into the kind of horror films there. Did you ever see the Speed Racer movie that came out? I didn't see it. No? Is I, it good? I, I did not see it. It did not get good reviews. 
<laughs> we'll watch it. We'll review it. You Don't Mess With the Zohan with Adam Sandler came out. Big in comedy there. Pineapple Express. Big comedy there with Seth Rogen. Tropical Thunder with Jack Black. Ben Stiller. Robert Downey Jr. as well. Star Wars Clone Wars came out as well. My Best Friend's Girl with Dane Cook. Kate Hutchin. Just tons and tons of movies. Saw 5. We saw those. I saw Saw 5. Mm-hmm. Saw and Miri make a porno. <laughs> Role models. A lot of great movies there. And even on the drama side, Seven Pounds with Will Smith came out. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt. So just a loaded slate of movies as well. Sure. Here's chemicals, they say. Chemicals, they say. Yep. What do you think about this song? I kind of like the fact that it is madness and being crazy and a little bit of a crazy song and the weird chorus or pre-chorus, I guess it is, with the come eat some chemicals with me. Come eat some chemicals. It gets annoying. It is kind of annoying. I'm, you know, it's one of those where you're not sure if it's quite in place with the rest of the track, but it's very system of a down. Definitely. So I think it kind of fits in that particular aspect. And there isn't another song quite like this on the album. Nope. I don't I don't know why this wasn't a single, because it could have been. It could have been. I so, don't know why. There's nothing like it in their discography, really, but it's such a, like, a fully completed idea. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the vitriol and the dirty visuals, and the, I kind of like that piece of it. And it certainly keeps roping you in with, with that weird, weird chorus. Other than that, it's just kind of chuggy. And when he says no one cares, I would have to say, eh, that's something to that. He's got to write some more words. Yeah. It's only funny the first time. And then it's like not any deeper. You know what I mean? Like the shock value works, but then he he doesn't hit you with the next piece. It's just the same thing over and over. It is, you know, and very visual. But um, like, yeah, like you said, shock value. That's all it is. It's like the one watch horror movie. I came, I saw, I shocked, I left. That's what he, he's just gone. What did you grade this? C. C. I give it a B minus. I, again, because I think it's a, a little weird to the point that it's something a little unique. Yeah, I and, like the experimentation. Okay, yeah. I think he just should have written some more words. All right, track 10. Enemy. Enemy. Here we go. So this is totally different. It's like a disco song. Yeah. It's got like bongos and like really like oompa, like disco drumming, clean guitar. It's slappy. It's got that creepy little rock kind of surf rock stuff yes. in there. Yes, exactly. That's what we Terrible like. Terrible lyrics. Yes. They did write a really sludgy breakdown bridge. Again, he's just throwing in as much offensive stuff as possible without actually like making a deeper point about it. But. I think it's about how people and religion are awful, right? Poor organized religion, using religion to mask uh, horrible deeds. Another one of those organizational leadership is bad under the guise of bad leadership and religion and government and that kind of thing. Whatever you just said is better writing than whatever he put into the song. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're on drugs. We're on drugs. We're on drugs. Yeah, come Baby, on. Baby, we're on drugs. All right. I mean, okay. It just doesn't seem... It's just the first sentence concept that fit. You know what I mean? And he's like, yep, we'll go with that. That makes sense. Let's put that sentence in. We're all on drugs. I can think of a hundred songs where they say that. And he could have written something deeper. Like, why is that important that you are telling me that? We're, I mean, there's just a hundred more layers to, to go with this. Right. What did you grade it? I gave it a B minus because I really like the instrumentation i think if they had done another pass of a rewrite of the words like if rick rubin or somebody had come in and said just write like some more words it could have been this is another one that i think is uh is borderline there i give it a c minus 
I'm largely uninterested by this song, and it, it could have been thrown out altogether from this entire project and never have been missed. You wouldn't have known it. No. But then you wouldn't have heard that little twangy little sitar little disco thing at the beginning. So put it at the front of something else that has a poor beginning. They should have just I, that's had the thing. just the jam the part. First 30, the first jam is tw- good. The first 20 seconds are the best part of the song. Yeah. You can flip that to the end of something or beginning of something else. Then we, th- when we switch it up halfway through, it's just gone. The song isn't that long to begin with. So you're saying we should move on to the universe. The universe. Here's universe. We're back with Universe on Polymuse. Hey, Universe, it's a good song. Yeah, you think so? I think so. The guitar intro's cool. It's almost like a Christmas song. It's like you got a weird combination of a lot of different stuff going on here. It sounds like almost like, um, what's that band? The, that band that makes that um, does the Christmas, Christmas carols with cats. <laughs> what's Cat it called? Meowing. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Uh, the riff is like a Trans-Siberian Orchestra riff. Oh, okay. Is this going to be like the argument is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> I mean, it's not like that kind of Christmas, but just that riff just sounds like something. Almost like orchestral metal combo Trans-Siberian Orchestra type I get of that. thing. Then it goes to a disco beat. Yes. And, you know, whatever. Darren's the biggest disco fan. Then it pulls back and they do some singing, dude. I like all the different sections on this. And I think it's got the most, like, the sections actually fit together. Yes, He actually did the writing to, like, link them into each other. He actually did the writing to kind of differentiate. It's not just a bunch of pieces slapped together. It's not just a couple pieces that fit. And it's just too simple. Like, he actually did the writing, did the full flesh it out and carve out the song to where the transitions work it progresses to the next piece and it just grabs your ear and pulls you on that journey so he this is a really good one dude really what do you think i i look how many more words there are in this (laughs) just look at the (laughs) we still have like two verses and a kind of chorus it's just not he also does flying and dying doesn't he now that i'm looking at it yeah well a line is drawn up in the sand is this the way to know a land you've never seen the sky like this you never want to die like this yeah okay. uh, just... you're talking me down motherland and flying and mythical universe or religion tie-ins here that's fine it's great i, I just it's okay it's okay. Is I, it a B plus? I gave it a C plus. Uh, I, I'm glad you like the different sections. I like s- some of his, this is not his kind of singing that I like as much. This is more, would you call this more chest voice singing? He's, it's a little more, yeah. There's he, he, Some of his singing is better than others. And this is not some of his better stuff, I don't think. It is more of his like down, lower chest voice. Some of his disco-y stuff is better. Some of the solos are better. And I'm just like, ah, this is just a slog of mediocrity put together for me. And then it's the longest song on the album. I'm just, ah. There's a guitar just, solo in it. Yeah. I was going to. And every other one of the albums down. like better. <laughs> I still am going with B+. Why couldn't we put the needly beginning from the last song we did like on this one? Yeah. Mash those together. And all the singing that's better on like 10 of the 17 other songs wow, on here. there's too many. Yeah. I just say. Eh. It's just eh. This is a skipper for me on the album, pretty much. You give it a D, C plus. I, I give it a C plus. If it's on, I'm not necessarily changing it, but I'm not really seeking it out too often. Let's go to three thousand and five. The next song. Here we go. Three thousand and five. 
3005, dude. This one's experimental. He's got a lot of different stuff going on here. It's almost like a gospel song or something where he's got like that organ in there, that synth in there. He's kind of trying to do like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a story. Like he's taking it way down to some Elvis stuff yep. or some old John Lennon stuff or some old like gospel stuff almost. Yeah, it is a different vibe for sure. It could have been great. If they had another writer on here, if they had written some more lyrics, this would have been another just classic staple song. As it is, it's just too repetitive. He doesn't not repeat himself. He gets one good little nugget of an idea, and then he just runs it into the ground, dude. Well, it's, yes, it's kind of free-flowing. My first thought is it has not quite a country twang, but a little something, a little bit different ingredients added to the stew it's here. It's twangy, yeah, it's, it's old school. It's some kind of like rockabilly playing almost. It's not quite pushing towards like the Armenian kind of vibes, Mm-mm. but it's no, it's American. Something's a little, a little, little different in there. I, I like it. I like it's this great. direction. Yeah, I know. It's we should have had some more of this, it's like Southern rock or something. Yeah. But you flip to this and you're like, oh, all I right, know. Darren, like we're onto something here. It's so close. If he did something better than I'll be there shooting up your world, if he did something better than just it's just it's the thing again, you're just name dropping random guys. Charlie Manson again. Great. Thank you. Like one more time for the universe. Let's do a song about this idiot. It's one of those things where you're just trying to say random. It's like, what's your point? Yeah, let's do high five. He'll for be genocide. there. I'll be there even when the smoke clears and the, and we really find out who was better. And it's Jesus. It's not that complicated. Like he's like, but I'll be there three thousand years from now, and I'll be. Yeah, despite all the horrors of the world, kind of more or less. Yeah, just the world's horrible, and and I'll. And he'll be, but Darren will live a thousand more years, and yeah. he'll be. Just shooting up your world, girl. Yeah. He's about to shoot up your world. I I don't know. (laughs) He's so close. He's so close. I just don't buy it. I gave it a B minus. It should almost be a B because really the writing is a problem for the whole album. I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a C. I like the experimentation, but it's just, it's a miss. Miss. Gosh. Here we go. Cute Machines coming up on the Cute Machine podcast. Uh, yeah, they did. They, you want to talk about no writing? That's what Cute Michael machines just set that, up, I love. that I You're love. You're going to be mad at me about this. Oh, no. You love this fucking song. I do. God damn it. <laughs> this is the best one yet, by far. Hey, that's fine. If you put a song together with basically no lyrics, you're just writing or you know saying the same thing over and over again. Yes. That's fine. Huh? But you better have a good... Yeah. Yeah. It better be a meme. And to me, this one works. It's a little too long. But yeah, I mean, there's no lyrics. It's just cute machine. It's three minutes. It's actually one of the uh, longer songs. Yeah, it's in the middle as far as length on the track. But yeah, and that, that, I mean, cute machines that I love. Cute machines I can't get enough. I just love they the go, rhythms. Go, go, go. The jam is good. The riff's good. It chops. It slams. It gets in and out. It hits at the weird, different, like angular, like pogo stick, weird rhythms. Cool back and forth between the drums and guitar. It's a jam. They, they don't play it the same way twice. They keep playing the same riff 
each different way. Each different chop is slightly different. They yep. they throw in a synth. They take an instrument in. They take it out. It's like it's a jam. It's a vamp. It's a throwaway song. But I'm gonna give it an A. Well, again, and the vocals are almost like a musical instrument as well. The kind of chanting "go go go" vocals, yeah. uh, holding the the enough or is it the enough? One of the vocals in there into the into the um, chorus and kind of mixing it in a little bit. Uh, it makes it kind of part of the instrumentation there i give it a b ben i Dig gave it. the sucker a b what was your grade i gave it an a dude an the, a. the bridge section with there's noise core in there then there's like grind core drumming or something in there where it's just like straight ahead like weird rattly the lyrics are not even that stupid it's like no. it's a repetitive it's not lyrics it's just one of those songs where it's like a meme song where it's just gonna be like ween has this song called awesome sound where he just says i got an awesome sound going down but he does he really does and this is one of those ones, man. This is the awesome sound of Scars on Broadway. And that's an A. An A and a B. Our next track, Whoring Streets. Whoring Streets. Here we go. And this is pretty much back on brand for Mr. Darren. Is anyone, is anybody here who hears me crying? I'm Where do dying. You expect us to go when the bombs fall? They've written this one already. Whoring down your whoring streets. Killing I'm you while you're killing me. to Hollywood. It's so similar to everything they've ever written. It's very similar to Hollywood. Old, Horrible new, lyrics. one of them. He rhymes dying with crying, with flying, with trying. Uh, I'm crying. No, I'm dying, girl. No, I'm crying, girl. No, come on. Darren needs to get slapped for writing this. <laughs> so what do you rake this song? C+. Plus. Duh, I like the Hollywood. So I, I like the same Hollywood sign that this Hollywood. was taken from. Yeah, I like that song. That's not, that's a different song. You are right. A but better I, song. I like that progression. I like that. Killing you while you're killing me. I don't like the lyrics. It's time to show all you people how you will never survive. Like only Darren in his castle with his cocaine and money. <laughs> like you whoring people. It's just such a, what, what? Like you're so great because you're not a bum on the street. Like what are you even talking about? Don't dig the lyrics. It's a total ripoff of a hundred other song he's ever written. He's like sad that other people are dying, but he's also just, I'm just over here. I, I will survive and you, it's a D minus. A get, D minus? Yes. Oh, we're getting very, it's very tough here. I don't dig the lyrics. I don't dig the record. Never listening to ever, huh? It's just personally like obnoxious to me. That's all. <laughs> okay. I don't, that might be the lowest grade I've ever given. That's that's one of the lowest. And I think it deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's transition real quick. All you people, you will never survive. I know how <laughs> the world works. And I'm a millionaire. Well, let's transition to the rest of Nostalgia Corner real quick and just touch on some of the top toys, video games of 2008. Let's go from Whoring Streets to Warring Streets. Grand Theft Auto 4 was released in 2008. Of course, much ado about that series of video games to start out with. Call of Duty World at War was also released. Gears of War 2. Gears of War 2. Released. War. We had, so it was Nintendo DS, the Nintendo Wii, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, way back in 2008. We had the Wii Play, which was one of the highest selling games at the particular time. Then the Mario Kart Wii, the Wii Fit, just a, a Wii good time back in 2008. You had a good old Wii, right? You had a Wii good time. Oh yeah. I mean, Wii Fit, that's classic. Like you gotta have, that's like a, 
it's the do you have a toilet in your house do you have a sink in your house do you have a wee fit in your house like it's a necessary piece of technology i don't know why they don't just sell that at every walmart in america still to this day how are you going to know if your posture is unbalanced you don't (laughs) you stand on that and you're like oh my gosh my life is a lie because i've been putting more weight on one side of my body you don't ever know you don't know. You don't know. Well, Mario Kart DS also came out. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. The Brawl. And in Japan, Pokemon Platinum was first released. It would hit other countries That's a in good future one. years. Yeah, so I was still into games. I was still into, like, target demographic for buying them when they came. I mean, I still like games, but I'm not, like, buying them as they come out type of thing where it was like, but yeah, no, Platinum, that's one that was me. That was hitting right when I was buying them. Which GTA came out? Four. Yep. That's classic. Where you're in New York, the driving is decent in that. Obviously, it got better and better in five and all that, but F4 was a big deal. That's a good GTA. The old Tickle Me Elmo was one of the hot toys in 08 as well. Never dies. Never dies. Man, that was selling out everywhere. Transformers were big again at the time as well with the movies being released around that time. You know, like the five or six movies that were released for the Transformers there. Touching on just a few other things real quick. In the sports world, Manchester United wins their third World Cup, 6-5 to five on penalty kicks over Chelsea. Lewis Hamilton wins the Formula One World Championship as the first black driver. At second youngest at the age of 23. We were not doing anything nearly as important at 23. Tiger Woods won his third U.S. Open. Ralph Nadal and Venus Williams won Wimbledon, both uh, retiring at this point now. New York Giants were never supposed to make the playoffs and they won the Super Bowl against the undefeated New England Patriots in the helmet catch game, legendary game in the NFL world. Boston Celtics won the NBA NBA title with the big three of Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, another legendary championship there over the late Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. Kevin Durant was the rookie that season, by the way, for the NBA fans out there. The Summer Olympics also took place that year in Beijing, China. And we had our first black president here in the United States in Barack Obama elected. So just a few notes to round out there in the 2008. We were rocking to it all with this song, They Say. They Say. That sounds like the soundtrack to 2008. That really puts it in. It feels like that era where you got Obama coming in. You got Tickle Me Elmo going out. You got <laughs> the Wii coming around. He's edgy, but not like super edgy to where something's really going to happen. Like just enough to be snotty and cool. And this song rocks, dude. I don't think it's incredible. I think the twangy, annoying, like, wah, 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 that's pretty good. I kind of like that element of it. Uh, again, this was one of the singles i believe here yes and it's had a music video as well it dropped march 28th and then the album dropped in june so it dropped well before that it was your first taste of the scars on broadway i don't want to say independent project but darren separate project here and the music video man we were talking about this on youtube it's on scars of broadway's channel there and it's in the lowest quality possible and looks like trash on youtube kind of incredible um, it's it's not anything particularly special. Darren actually looks like a country singer. Uh, the group is in a like a warehouse performing, and it's spliced in with different either subliminal messaging <clears throat> or different scraps of video, uh, much like several other System of a Down YouTube videos. Not anything you necessarily have to run out and watch. You'd have to find it somewhere other than their main YouTube channel because it looks like shit. But the song itself, it's worth a B. 
worth a B for not bad. I gave it a B minus. Again, we do have some of the weird elements of, is that a guitar? It's riff? a guitar. That's, yes. It's just, it's a little bit different than a lot of other songs on the track. I think we picked out a couple other songs that could have been singles as well. We would have got this again months before the full album dropped. And I think it was a nice little taste of what you would kind of get coming up. Although it, that particular aspect of what's, what's used uh, for the guitar there is It's got to be different. the most commercial song. So that makes sense. Yeah. They, they were doing it that way, man. Yeah, I give it a uh, B minus. We got two more songs. Here we go. The self-titled song. We're ripping them, letting them rip. I like this song. I like it as well. I think it's really good. <laughs> like, there's a lot of writing in here, actually. It could just be jam freeform, but I think he's actually got, like, different chord progressions and different ways that he's making the riffs interlock and stuff. I don't think it was, like, quite so freeform. Like, kind of Pink Floydy. Yes. And this isn't... Instrumental, just to be clear. It's an instrumental. Second to last song on the album. Same as Dictator, second to last song on that album is an instrumental cover as well. But that's trends we see sometimes in different bands where they place an instrumental track a certain certain spot in certain To make the album certain spots. flow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So I like it in part because we don't have to fight over whether we like the, <laughs> the usage of language at all. True. I dig it. I'm going to give it a B+. I'm giving it a C+. Are you searching this up, adding it to a playlist, or purposely searching it out like, oh, I have this stuck in my head. I need to listen to it right now. No, but if I w did do a playlist of like rarities of System of a Down, like not the main list, but the list of like the alternative to the you haven't i would try to put this as like the intro and you still appreciate it for the work that went in yeah it's okay. a good little intro it's a good like if this was the first song of a concert or something like it feels like that kind of like a theme song type thing you could have it to like as like an intermission piece or a, i like stuff like this where it's not it's better than an interlude it's like a it's like a certain mood a certain just peace you know what i mean it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of what it's like. I don't quite get it. It's like in, a theme a song. It's like a repetitive. It's like if you played it, it's like you see an episode and then here's the next episode, play the theme song again. It's like, it's that type of a, uh, it's not like catchy, but it kind of resets your mind to be in the mood to hear this kind of stuff. Huh. That is not what I get from it, but that's very interesting that you do. I kind of get as it could be like a build up song. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, here are the foosball players coming out of the tunnel to this mm -hmm. uh, big emotional energy. Yeah, it gets you up to that level to where you need to be for the next song, which is not a rocking song. No, it's not quite. It doesn't work that way in this album. Either. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I know. would do it as like an intro to a playlist. Okay. B plus for you. C plus for me. We're in the home stretch, baby. We went from cute machines to hungry ghosts on track 17. And then another kind of different, it's a lot of clean, like finger picking guitar, a lot of writing. He actually has got an idea, a concept that he doesn't just run into the ground. Cool harmonies, a lot of like cool synthesizer, Mellotron stuff. What do you think? Well, <laughs> we, we really have one verse and one chorus. One and one. Okay. Okay. It's no, that's a good point. Kind of weird. We, I mean, the finger picking's it's not nice. Incredible. It's nice that we have kind of that to open up and allow the yeah. his singing and kind of talking to breathe a little bit i dig that but then i just i don't know that's just not enough here for me mm. it's it's again a very a very open song i'm not sure what he's going for so I, the imagery is kind of all over the place so i don't have a direction the imagery is kind of weird 
We don't have a lot of writing. We we don't have a lot of stuff going. I just, I don't know. I'm very blah on it. So you would disagree with an A-. minus. Oh, I would tremendously disagree with an A-. minus. I dig the vibe, dude. I think they needed a song like this for System. It's like really folky, but it's like, it's minimalist. It's definitely minimalist. Between the weird little synth Mellotron stuff and the, the finger picking clean stuff, it just paints, it's just another shade that I wish they would have done more. Might be a joke song, might be a throwaway song, but I would... I'd throw this on a little extra flavor of the system you might not get from somewhere else. I gave it a B minus. Again, it's something that could have been built on, written more into. Yeah, it's just they could have done it more. Just seemed very bland. Just seemed very bland. And I like so many other different little pieces as we're going throughout this album. And maybe this is more of a full album review. I like various pieces here and yeah, there. Yeah, hit it. Let's wrap it up for right and tight for the world. Yeah, so I like various pieces here and there. Very few songs seem to come together where I'm like, yes, I felt like I couldn't miss that track. That's a good point. And listening all the way through, again, it's less than an hour, so you play it. Yeah. Whether you're sitting down or listening to music and have the opportunity in your busy lives to do that. Or listening to it while you're doing another activity or driving or whatever. Some of it kind of blends. Some of it, not all of it, blends together. I just, it's such a long project. And I go back to that review of different little capsules. And I like that. And some of these capsules, I feel like weren't needed. Some of them would have done better, cobbled together, or reformed, reworked into something else. There are elements here. And it's not a bad project. It's just not always the most exciting project. Yeah, I dig it. I'm glad it exists. If it was like half as long and then they wrote those half of the songs, like, for twice as much time and really whittled them in it could have been like even better than some of the system stuff maybe but he really he needed a co-writer the drumming is good but it's just a little too precise and clean it's like i want him to be precise but i don't want it to be quite so like isolated feels like he's not really driving the band some of the time the arrangements some of them are cool he could have gone even crazier with them the you know he got it to the point where he's like okay it's done there are lyrics there is an arrangement let's move on and that's how i feel about this episode is done we're on the original <laughs> yeah well uh you gave cute machines an a hungry go. ghosts and a minus those are two of your higher songs everything else was in the b's yeah i gave no a's uh, so my higher grades were insane cute machines 3005 and uh, a lot of lower b's and c's so we'll uh revisit we'll hit dictator which is released in 2018 dictator I think that's about it. I don't think we will be revisiting as individuals in our personalized Scars of Broadway a whole lot. There's a few tracks in there that stick out to us a little bit. But overall, uh, it's just not quite system-esque for us. It just doesn't quite have that impact. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not quite. It's too system in some ways and not enough in other ways. It doesn't quite have the impact. Yeah, I think that about, uh, about sums it up. Share this podcast. We love you. Share us, follow us, subscribe to us, share with your friends if you do like us, please. We'll of course, be tackling other discographies in the future. Uh, we're getting. Oh, ready. we're switching it way up. In the switching future. it way up in the future. Follow us on Spotify. We're putting different playlists together to see what we're listening to. I am Michael Welch, and you are under Van Devil. So check us out. Thank you. This is Polly Muse. We love you. Bye.